You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is a five-part series showcasing the testimony of Glenn Yoder. This is part two of five. But you know what? A lot of good can be said about the Mormons. And I guess something good could be said about the JWs. I'd have to think for a while. <clears throat> but I'm saying, good works. The Amish are not the only ones who look into good works to get them to heaven. But the Bible is so clear. I didn't know back in those days. I did not know that the Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. Now that's about as clear as you can make it. How about Titus chapter 3, verse 5? Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the regeneration of the washing of the word and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. How about Isaiah, even in the Old Testament? Isaiah 64 and verse 6, the Bible says, But we are all and as an unclean thing. All, we are all as an unclean thing. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. That's a pretty hopeless situation, folks. And that's talking about our very best that we have to offer to God. That's talking about our righteousness, not our, not our weaknesses. In 1 Peter chapter 1, listen to this. In verse 18, For as much as ye know, ye were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, now notice this, from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. There you have it. There is the redemption. It's in the blood of Jesus Christ. I remember finding Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 15 where Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees and to the scribes and the Pharisees. They had come to him while he was teaching and they really wanted to trap him and he said, why do your dis- disciples transgress the traditions of the elders? Good question. Would that they have listened to the answer. But Jesus, he cut it right to the chase. He said, ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draw nigh to me with their mouth and honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You know, he was talking about the people who really looked. They were the, they were the people. When people saw them coming down the street, they would practically bow to them. These were the righteous people. These were the best people in the land. These were the most religious order they had. And yet Christ said, You won't get to heaven, and you keep those who would get there from getting there. That's right. 22 years ago, I met a soul winner. His name was Carl Hasty. He was a driver for the Amish. You see, the Amish don't believe in, in, uh, in driving a car, but they sure do like to ride in it. And they like it a whole lot better when you don't charge for the ride either. 
So it's kind of paying somebody else to do your sinning for you, amen? <laughs> there was something different about this driver. He always had a Bible laying on the dash of his, uh, of his car. And we wouldn't be going but so a couple miles down the road, he'd be talking about the Bible. You see, he did what we as Christians, all of us, need to do. The Bible says the righteous are, are, are a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Amen. I'm so glad that he was a soul winner. Amen. Because many preachers have said the Amish are an impregnable wall, you can't break through to them. And they didn't take the time to witness. But I'm here to tell you tonight, the wall's got cracks in it. John chapter 14, the Bible says, Jesus said, Verily, verily I say to you, He that believeth on me shall do the works that I do, and greater works than I do shall he do, because the Holy Spirit shall come. James 5.20 Let him know, the Bible makes it so clear, let him know that he that converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. You know what that means? Here is a sinner that is facing judgment day and one day he will stand before the judge of the earth and he will have to give an account for his life and his good deeds will be stacked up but his good deeds will all become sin because outside of Jesus Christ there is no righteousness. But guess what? When you lead somebody to Christ and they get saved, he'll stand before Christ and Christ will have forgiven all the sins and that's where they're going. They're, they're not, they aren't no more. They're buried in the sea at the deepest part. Amen and praise God. And by the way, the Bible says, and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And there's lots of people know that first line and they like to run with that. They like to think about having power. You know, I want to have the power of God upon me. I want to have the power of God to be successful in life. I want to have the power of God to sway people. That's not what he said. And you listen to the, the rest of that verse. And ye shall receive power, and ye shall be witnesses to me, both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. And that's what God wants you to have, the power of God upon his life, to reach others for Christ. It's our purpose of being here. But I resisted the gospel. I resisted the gospel. I, I think of uh, Romans chapter 10 where Paul had such a desire, a burning desire for his people. He said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. You see, we had a zeal for God, we really did. But it was not the right kind of knowledge. Right. He says, For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And I'm here to, to tell you tonight, at first I, do, I would not submit myself to the righteousness of God. Why not? Because it meant that I would have to admit that what I was doing was wrong. Right. And that's something that the pride of man does not like. My pride screamed within me, no, no, don't you, don't you go for that, don't you accept that, or else what you have lived up to now has all been lost of no gain. Well, what did Paul say about that? He said, I consider it all for dung for the excellency of Christ, the knowledge of Christ. Amen. Well, my problem was what many face is of not submitting it 
And you see here it was ignorance, but there was also something else, an element here, that's the problem of not submitting themselves, not submitting themselves to the gospel. Now, also, I considered the cost. You see, the cost for an Amishman to leave the Amish way of life is quite great. I tell you that tonight, and I don't tell it lightly. You see, nobody likes to face rejection. You don't want to be rejected by your family. You don't want to be rejected by the friends that you've always hung out with and that, that, that are dear to your heart. And uh, this meant exactly that. I remember getting a letter soon after we, after we left from what, what was my best friend for years. He had polio, uh, much the same as I have. And we spent a lot of time. We wrote together. And he said, he said something like this. He said, this is my last ditch effort to keep you from destroying your life. That was hard to receive. You see, it is not bad when you get rejected from somebody you don't like, but it's when somebody you love. That's a heavy cost. And then, of course, there's shunning. Shunning means that we'd be separated from our loved ones for the rest of this life, forever. Never again can we look forward to spending a holiday with them. Never again can we look forward to fellowshipping together. Now, the Bible talks about being separated. And we as Christians need to be separated. But let me tell you, there's more to this separation. God wants you to be separated from the world, but listen to the second part. He wants you to be separated unto himself. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you see the two parts in that one verse? That's right. That's right. Separated from unto. I praise the Lord. Mr. Hasty was as patient as he was persistent. He just would not give up. Amen. He would come out and ask if we had eggs for sale. He would come out and try to buy some produce. Well, I look back now, he didn't want no eggs. He didn't want any produce. He wanted a reason to come out because always when he came out, we ended up talking about the Bible. Amen. And he would bring scriptures up and I would, I would, I would have re prepared rebuttals against that, such as this scripture. Uh, the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, these people that believe that you can lose your salvation one day and get it back the next and lose it again the next, I mean, that's what you have to do. You work with trembling, and then you, won't, you, may, you might not lose it. But you see, it is simply this. And he explained it, I remember, because I understood farm life. He said, what if your neighbor would have given you the farm across the road, and that would, he'd give it to you absolutely free of charge. And all you have to do now is to keep it up. Now, all you farmers know there's a lot of work in a farm in keeping it up right. And that's exactly what it is, what the Bible means when it says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. God has given us the salvation, but now we are to work out our salvation. We are to be, we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before hath ordained that we should walk in them. Absolutely. You believe in good works? Yes, sir, I do. It's just important to understand, don't get the cart before the horse. That really fits tonight, doesn't it? Amen. He kept on. He just kept sowing the seed of the word. Can I tell you something? Uh, that's what our job is, to sow the seed. It is not really responsible to convert somebody. Just sow the seed. The Bible says in, in Psalm 126, He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again, rejoicing with his sheaves with him. 
but God gives the increase. We are the scatter of the seed. Yeah. Isaiah 55 says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void unto me, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing whereto I send. Did you believe that tonight? And go ahead and keep spreading the word. Let God take care of the growth. We can only put the seed in the ground. We can't make that corn grow now, can we? We just put it there, and God gives the growth. Oh, but there's power in the word. Praise God. He says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. And listen to this. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You cannot see what's going on in the life. It'd be amazing, but God can see what's going on in every person's heart right now. Some of you are not with me. Others of you are. God knows exactly where your heart is. But there's power in the word. He says in Jeremiah, says, Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock into pieces? A rock! And hard hearts can be broken by the word of God. Now we... I, I'm glad that uh, Mr. Hasty talked much about being saved and knowing it that you're saved. Boy, this is so unfamiliar to me. You see, for us, salvation was a hopeful thing that maybe you had it. You, you, you did your best, and then you hoped for the best. I don't know, but in my finances, that never works. You've got to have some order in it. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Another thing that we did a lot is, is I know that I did it. I, I would wonder, how do I stand with God? But I think of my peers. I think, you know what? I'm better than they are. And surely I'm okay. Measuring ourselves by others. Well, the Bible says, for we dare not. Com- we dare not compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, for they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Don't get into that way. Compare yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. But can you imagine my amazement that I had when, when I was showing scriptures like 1 John 5, 13, where the Bible says, These things have, have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you might know that you have eternal life. That you might know that you have eternal life. Praise God. Amen. Oh, oh, God is so good. Yes, in 2 Corinthians, Paul says that, that, that for we know. Here's another one, for we know. And I, I say to you tonight, when the Bible says for we know, you better sit up and give attention. Because there's some things in the Bible I don't yet understand. But when the Bible says for we know, it's something that I can know right now. And it says, for we know when this earthly house of this tabernacle, word is out, he's talking about the body. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Ain't that good? He said, we know that. We know that. Praise God. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. That's how you become a son of God. It's by his power, by his strength. And all we have to do is to receive it. Oh, yes, the Bible makes a big deal about being saved. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.